Praise the name of the Lord. We bless the Holy Spirit for blessing us once again to come and minister unto you wherever you are. This is Pastor Dennis Oda from Freedom Experience Ministry, Uganda. We trust the Holy Spirit that uh, those of you that are still following our podcast, our radios, and all of our other platforms, the grace of God is increasing day by day. Yes, in case you don't have an application, I always encourage you to go to Google Play Store and download the Freedom Experience app. Freedom Experience app, you'll find all our administrations to be a blessing to you. We are in our chinsery about experiencing God's New Testament plan. God, in the beginning, we have been saying that he had a purpose, he had a pleasure, he had a will. He went on one day and began to carry it out. Uh, it was once his mystery that was kept in himself for ages. But when time came, in the fullness of time, the Bible says it was revealed and made manifest to the prophets and the apostles. And now it is known to the church. So, what are we supposed to do with that revelation? We are supposed to know about it, understand it. It becomes part of us and we uh, display it, we express it, we dispense it because we have seen it. We thank God that we are one of those that God has entrusted to continue this work of grace. And uh, we are also privileged to see that we have you around or is following us. And we have been talking about several uh, things about God the Father. We are in this wonderful series and we started with God as the Father and whatever he is as his person, nature, attributes, his works. And uh, we are now talking about, we saw even uh, his manifestation. Now we see, we are uh, talking about the work. That he began even from eternity past. We saw that God was doing something. That's why the Bible says in John 5, 17, Jesus says to them that my father is working until now. Meaning that the father was working from eternity past. He worked uh, in the old dispensation. We, we also that he worked in the, during the creation, the old dispensation. He worked uh, throughout and uh, we are about to enter today. Uh, to see the work of the Father in the new dispensation. Previously, we are talking about his work. What was God doing uh, in the old dispensation? We saw, we saw several things, and we ended by making up a sum, a summing up of all the things that uh, the Lord was working in the Old Testament. But now, we want to see to spare some time to see that. Uh, we continue. In in doing a recap, I want to give you some conclusion of what are the things that what are the things we talked about concerning what God was uh, working during the eternity past, even to the eternity future. Praise the name of Jesus. Even to the new dispensation, even to the old dispensation. We saw something. I, I want to do a recap for you to see that uh, you don't forget where we we passed through. We concluded the other time, this is episode 55, and we had concluded by saying that uh, God has been doing something from eternity past, 
automate the divine plan which is his economy in in the, in the eternity past he chose the believers before the foundation of the world and he predestinated the believers unto sonship and then these were all planned and he started working upon them in eternity past then he probably made the council among the trinity of the godhead concerning creation and redemption then we have also seen that um, God went on to work in the old dispensation that is the old testament and here he went on to create the universe then he created man and he determined mankind's seasons and boundaries then he went on to deal with the fallen mankind from Adam to Noah then afterwards he changes by calling Abraham then he promises Abraham that through his seed the blessing of the gospel to come to all the families of the earth then he went on to condemn Sodom and Gomorrah to rain them by fire afterwards he chose the children of Israel making them his people and then he gave them the law the wilderness and that was making the old covenant but afterwards they entered the promised land and then he promised king david because now he had become a kingdom and then he promises king david that the fruit of his loins would uh, be the com- the coming messiah jesus christ then he went on to promise the coming gospel of the new dispensation which is the new testament that one you remember he, he, he promised from prophet jeremiah that uh, through the prophets uh, is going uh, he began to speak of i'm bringing a new gospel there is a new dispensation i'm going to bring that if you read jeremiah 3131 the prophet began by saying that god is going to end this old dispensation and is going to start a new dispensation and in the right time this was when john the baptist started announcing the new dispensation has come and he began to prepare people because the one dispenser that I'm about to talk about today had come in is Jesus Christ so now we want to now to continue you know where we have been uh, coming from recently in this episode 55 i want us to, to continue to see the new testament and this is uh, God's work in new dispensation. When I talk about dispensations, I'm now talking about ages. Recently, I was talking about dispensation as a ministry. They are different. Now, we continue the our parts, which is in the new dispensation. And we see that we have considered God's work in eternity past in the old dispensation. Now, we should continue to see his work in the new dispensation. Now, in his administration, that is in his new administrative arrangement which is his new administrative plan that means that god reached a time whereby he ended the old plan because we had failed to enter into it to like actually it was exposing us that we are we are helpless we cannot do anything concerning sin and we cannot even uh, obey god's laws and the, the the law had already exposed our infirmity and we needed help and that, that's when he brought in something new that we are supposed to see and believe then grace to work number one we are going to see where he started from number one he started by sending john the baptist to prepare the way 
for Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. So, John the Baptist comes in to prepare the way for Christ. And in his work, in the new dispensation, we see that he began to send John to prepare the way for Christ. And in this New Testament, we see that it opens the record of John the Baptist. He was the one that was sent by God to prepare the way so that Christ, the dispenser, might come. Now, you see that Christ comes as a dispenser. He has brought something and he wants to pour it into the people that believe. So, John had to come to prepare the way for the dispenser who was coming. And when John was asked who he was, remember, he always said, I am not the Christ. When we read John chapter 1 verses 19 uh, to verses 20, you see that he was doing ministry, especially the ministry of repentance and to cause people, to baptize people so that they may be ready for that which is coming. But when they were marveled, the Pharisees came to him to find out who is this because they were Bible scholars. They knew about the Messiah who is coming and this man is coming is very serious. He's baptizing people. He's, he's, he's living in the wilderness. He's eating honey and locusts. So he's like dressing like skins. And he said maybe this is the Messiah. When they come to him, Bible says, he asked him, who are you? Praise the name of Jesus. So when they ask him in verses 19, the Bible says, and this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed that I am not the Christ. I am not. I am not the Christ. He told them plainly that I am just a voice. Glory to God. So, John the Baptist says, I am a voice. Of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah prophet had said. Remember, Isaiah, as a prophet, spoke about the coming of John the Baptist, and he also spoke about the coming of Jesus Christ. So, John comes in first as the way that Isaiah was mentioning in Isaiah 40, I believe, verses 3. He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And this is why we always find this man was in the wilderness and he behaved in such a way. So, the one whose way John was preparing was the very Christ who would carry out God's dispensing. At this time, you know what it means when I say God is dispensing. Now, Luke chapter 3 verses 2 says that in the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Now, you see that it was according to prophecy that John the Baptist began his ministry in the wilderness. This indicates that the introduction of God's New Testament plan was uh, by John, and it was not an accident. It was not accidental. It was planned, it was foretold by God through Isaiah the prophet. Glory to God. So, uh, this implied that God intended his New Testament economy, his new plan. He began in an absolute new way. Whereby John the Baptist did his preaching not in the holy temple, within the holy city, where the religious and cultured people worshipped God according to their scriptural ordinances. You see, God be began something different 
he used someone who ministered in a different way and he was ministered. his pulpit was the wilderness he didn't admire to go in the holy city then the holy temple because there were people that were land were hmm, keeping the law they are levites they are priests they have their titles but they don't have the revelation of of god of what god is doing they are not they are even they're not aware of what god is bringing in they are keeping the old law so god had to bring in a difference by beginning with someone different from a different place where nobody is like desiring to go but we see that when he kept on people came where he was and they listened to him they were baptized and they repented of their sins now this indicates that the old way of the worship of god according to the old testament was rejected and here we see that the new way was about to be brought in this implies that even today if people are still sticking on the old way of worship on the old way of teaching like you are going to everything is going to be cold and dead no more life scriptures will not bring the life and the meaning because you are sticking on that old and you need to come to some new way of revelation hallelujah so the bible says in Luke chapter 3 verses 3 it says that and he came into all the country around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins so we see that John the Baptist's work was mainly to preach the baptism of repentance that was his calling that was his message he didn't even go beyond and to baptize someone it means to immerse him to bury him in water therefore baptism signifies death this was John's ministry he was baptizing them John came to baptize the people in order to indicate that the repentant ones were good only for burial so he buried them in the water And this baptism also signifies the termination of the old person. We thank God that this man began with the baptism because something of old was to be terminated starting from man himself and from whatever he was uh, clinging on. We see that he baptized them terminating the old person and then that a new beginning may be realized in resurrection through Christ as the dispenser. You see God is so wise. So we see that following John's ministry Christ came in. It was just as if it was a transition. While he was ministering Jesus came to be baptized and that was the new one that was the lamb that was to die for us then his blood to redeem then a new ministry to come in. John's baptism not only terminated those who were repent who, who repented but also it ushered them to Christ. his dispensing that's why when you come to John chapter 3 the disciples of John were worried because another one had come in and is baptizing and many people were following him so they were troubled and even felt jealous he come to their master and tells them yes i'm even happy because this man has come and i've been preparing him so you must continue following him because i need to decrease he has got to increase you see John finished well his ministry by releasing those that he were he was preparing to go to the one that was going to be uh, their dispenser 
then Christ comes in. Glory to God for that. John is preaching uh, of the baptism of repentance was for the forgiveness of sins. And this one means in Greek, the word uh, repentance means uh, repentance with baptism is for the result and it results in forgiveness of sins. So that the obstacle of man's fall may be removed and man may be reconciled to God. This is what uh, the baptism of repentance was all about. Praise the name of Jesus. So, baptism was for a forgiveness of sin. It was for uh, like uh, removal and uh, of man from his fall to be reconciled back to God. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 3 verses 4 through 6 it says that as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of the one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his path straight it says every ravine shall be filled up and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked places shall become straight and the rough places smooth roads and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now to prepare the way of the Lord and to make his path straight means to change people's minds turning their minds toward the coming savior. See, in our minds, there are these crooked places, there are these laws and eyes. The way is not clear to come to the Savior until there's got to be a preparation to make the path straight. Glory to God. So that people's minds begin to be changed, transformed, renewed, turning their minds towards the Savior that was coming. Hallelujah. So to prepare the way also means to make their hearts right. To straighten every part of their hearts, repentance. It is repentance that will put us right and back to God. So that Christ may enter into them to be their life. Glory to God. And here we have seen they are talking about ravine, mountain, crooked places, and rough places. These are all figures of speech. They describe the condition of man's hearts towards God and even towards each other and even the, uh, the relationships among men. Some people have got ravine. Ravine are like valleys. Nearby, you see? Valleys, you cannot like see what is in the depth. Mountains. Some people's hearts are like they have got mountains. They are, cro- they are like crooked places. They are like rough places. So these are all the condition of man. This is what it was meaning. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when you look, uh, read Luke 1, 16, 17, you see that John was showing us, and even the scriptures are showing us in 16. The Bible says that, And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. When Jesus comes, they're talking about now the coming of, uh, it was a prophecy that came to uh, Zechariah. Is the name of Jesus. The angel was speaking to him. But John is going to come and is going to do a great work. And he comes to verse 16 and says that many of the children of Israel through baptism, the John's ministry, shall return to the Lord their God. And he says in verse 17, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to 
turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This was the work of John. It was to turn people's hearts. So their hearts were like filled with raven, mountain, crooked places, rough places, you see. And John has to do a ministry. That's why John was so tough in his ministry. He was one of the person uh, that was so rough in his ministry and he was so tough in that people even were fearing him. He was serious in whatever he was doing. So we see that both the conditions of men's hearts and their relationships need to be dealt with for the way to be prepared by the Savior's coming to dispense himself into God's chosen people. If God wants to come in to dispense himself, two things are important. There is a heart condition and even relationship uh, uh, condition whereby these need to be dealt with. Relationship between God and man. Relationship between man and man. And what is in the heart. Because what is in the heart affects the relationships. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we see that flesh that is mentioned here that all flesh will see the salvation of God. That is in Luke 3, 6, I believe. It says that all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. This refers to fallen man. And this is salvation. Salvation means the Savior as the salvation of God has come to us. So, John's ministry was to prepare the way all men might see Christ the Savior as the salvation of God. Glory to God. So God went on to do his work in the new dispensation in the New Testament and number two the second work in the New Testament was sending his son in the likeness of the flesh of sin that he might redeem those under the law that we might receive sonship. Remember, I've been talking about the sonship and uh, I I want us to uh, start a little on this. We shall continue in the next episode because of the time I'm left with. But I wanted us to begin, continue with the second work whereby after John prepared as a messenger, as the forerunner, then God sent in his son in the likeness of the flesh of sin that he might redeem those under law so that we might receive the sonship. Remember Romans chapter 8 verse 3 speaks of God sending his own son in the likeness of the sea, the flesh of sin and concerning sin he condemned sin in the flesh. That is Romans 8 3. Here we see the word mentioned as the flesh and this is the flesh of sin. And the Son of God did indeed become flesh. Remember, John says 1.14, and the Word became flesh. And even Hebrews chapter 2.14 shows us that he became flesh. However, we see that he was only in the likeness of the flesh of sin, but had no participation in the sin of the flesh. Now you see that difference. He had the body, the flesh that is like all other flesh that have got a flesh of sin, but he did not participate in the sin that was in the flesh. Although the flesh was the flesh of sin belonging to sin, that was, that was like corrupted with sin, he did not participate in the sin of the flesh. What does that mean? Because it is something you need to think about. For example, even as you are listening, even as I'm talking to you, 
our flesh is a flesh of sin. Inside the flesh that is in our bodies, there is sin. But you, the real you who is born again, you are a spirit living in that realm of the spirit. And you have a soul whereby you can uh, contact and even use the five senses. But you remember that in your flesh there is sin. You can be in the spirit. And when you are in the spirit, you are not participating in the sin of the flesh. When you are in the flesh, you are participating in the sin of the flesh. I believe you see now the illustration I'm showing you. The Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians 5.21 Bible says here that Jesus came for he has made him, God made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? In other words, Jesus never knew sin. He did not participate. He did not even like contact sin while he was here on earth. He says that oh, he made him sin, this sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The reason that's why we put on the righteousness of Christ is that he did not participate in sin. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verses uh, 15 it says that for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin Jesus while he was on earth Bible says in all ways talk about anger talk about pride talk about stealing talk about famine talk about negation all these infirmities they came unto Jesus but the Bible says he did not give in to them you ask when was that scripture has told us that he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities because, but he was in all points tempted like as we are he was tempted like as we, I mean that we are always tempted we are always but for him he was without sin is the name of Jesus. Now, this is something we need to see. This was typified by the brass serpent lifted up by Moses for sinful Israel. And you go to Numbers 21 verses Numbers 21 verses uh, 9. You see even John chapter 3 verse 14. In Numbers 21, something happened. The Bible says that when the serpents uh, had beaten the rebellious Israel, uh, we see that Moses comes to God and says, What shall I do? The Lord tells him, when you read verses 8, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he looks upon it, shall live. That was a type, that was a sign. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole and it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man when he beheld the serpent of brass he lived glory to God so that was it and Jesus comes in John 3 uh, verses 14 he likens himself to this very type that was in the book of Numbers. He says in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So, he was now showing to us that he was that reality of that which was in the Old Testament. Glory to God for that. So, the brass serpent here was in the form 
in the likeness of an actual serpent because it was designed as the way the serpent looks like but the difference is that it did not have the poison of the serpent because it was brass it was brass and it's not this normal serpent that has got poison so this brass serpent was like in the likeness of the serpent but it did not have that poison the sinful nature of the flesh of sin Jesus did not have it just as like this brass serpent did not have the poison of a serpent or that looked like a serpent so even Christ had the likeness of the flesh of sin he was putting on the flesh that is like ours the difference is that his flesh when he was in the flesh the flesh had uh, did not have the sinful nature of the flesh of sin well, the, in other words, Christ did not have the sinful nature, although he was putting on the flesh of sin. Glory to God. So, because of time, I will stop here. I want to encourage you to uh, keep on uh, wait for the, the next episode because I must continue from wherever I've stopped. May the Lord bless you. This is Pastor Dennis to Freedom Experience Ministry. <music>